Hello and welcome to the Mindset and Self Mastery Show. I'm your host, Nick McGowan, and on this show, my guests and I unpack the stories that shape us and the lives that we lead on our path to self mastery. So let's not wait any longer. Let the games begin. Hey, Greg, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I'm good, and thank you for having me. It's quite a treat. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I mean, we've already had an awesome conversation. I, I love when I have to say to somebody almost like, we need to pause this because we need to hit record because we need to just do the episode. Like we've already gotten into a lot of stuff, had all these different conversations. I know the crazy thing about you that these people are going to learn about you in a second. So let's just, let's just jump into it, dude. All right. So what do you do for a living? And what's that one thing that most people don't know about you that's maybe odd or bizarre? Um, I have a lot of different things. I started a, a school for, for founders to help them get past the failure rate uh, as a passion that I had after I left uh, being a congressional uh, chairman for congressional candidates. Uh, and then I have a, I'm an author, so I have a book coming out in June. And then I'm also an investor. I have a syndicate where we invest into early stage uh, businesses. Um, I think what people don't know about me is that um, for many years of my life early on, I used to uh, get up in the morning and go to a hotel to eat breakfast. Um, I would uh, not eat lunch. If I did, it was like Taco Bell bean burritos. And, uh, and then for dinner, I'd go to happy hour and pretend like I was buying drinks and then I would eat uh, happy hour. So I used to eat uh, for free and uh, while I was you know starting as a founder. So that's not a lot of people know about that. Um, <laughs> that's, that's kind of smart. I mean, like you figured it out, you sort of hacked the system. Is that part of what you talk to founders about? Like, all right, you're starting your company. Where's the closest Marriott? Where, where do you need to go? Do you like, do you like pancakes? Like how does that come into the equation? You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't usually say, I mean, this, I think this is the first time I've told anybody this, but yeah, it was really, really, really hard in the beginning. I mean, I was hungry and uh, I got evicted once. Um, you know, it was rough, right? Because I didn't come for money. I didn't have any money. So it was, yeah, I was living based on what I could sell, you know? Man, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that listen to the show that know what it's like to have a commission life, or at least those larger months where you get commission. Uh, and sometimes you can know that feast or famine, but I know you'd even said to me before, like you, you were intense at one point. So, man, there's a lot that we can get into, a whole lot that we can get into. Why don't we take a little bit of a step back? There's the founder stuff. There's that, that ticket that you still need to tell these people about. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, but let's take a little bit of a step back to really the earlier stages of life and how you started to form because uh, I'm interested in knowing how you adapted to what you went through, managed your mindset through it. And now at this point, you're working on what billion dollar deals and helping people do things that most people by themselves just have a really hard time doing. So take us from the start. What did that look like growing up? And how did that start to shape you into who you are now? Yeah, I mean, I started from a family of uh, a mixed bag of foster and adopted different nationality um, kids. Um, I got beat up constantly. 
um, called names and stuff because of autism and dyslexia um, and asthma. I couldn't even go to PE because of asthma. Um, I would uh, go catch rattlesnakes um, and sell them to pet stores um, through the back door as like a black market. <laughs> Yo, I got these rattlesnakes. <laughs> Anti-venom and pets. <laughs> yeah, you take a green stick and you slice it down the middle and you put a twig in between it like this. And then you, you can get from a distance, you pop it over its head, the stick breaks and it slams shut and it pins them down and then you can grab them by the back and throw them in a bag. Oh, that easy? Okay. <laughs> and Rubik's cubes. I used to uh, import Rubik's cubes. Um, I sold a lot of different things. Um, and what I learned in my life is that you need a handful of things. And to me, you need a handful of things for mastery. And that, so there's five things. Focus, drive, enthusiasm, discipline, and optimism. To me, each one of those things make up a puzzle. So focus, if you can't focus, I mean, you've got a bigger problem, right? Drive is finding something inside that, that drives you more than, than an extrinsic motivation, like in, extrinsic motivation, like money or fame or whatever. Internal motivation is something like when you, that's why you play games. Right. And do things that you don't get paid for just because you're internally motivated. So for me, drive is finding something that motivates you internally, you know, internal motivation. And then enthusiasm. I feel that enthusiasm is contagious and, you know, you can't make anything happen without some idea of enthusiasm. Like I get on this podcast with you and you show this incredible enthusiasm and excitement and it, it makes me excited. And if you're trying to build your life, your life is somewhat a structure of the people that are around you. And the people that are around you need to be charged by your energy, otherwise you're taking if you're not giving, right? So you're pulling energy away from them. So focus, drive, enthusiasm. Now, discipline to me is, is like the linchpin. Like if you can't get the other ones together and you just need to get, then it's discipline, right? Which is, you know, like in the morning I do a cold plunge, right? So I go, I get in the ice bath and it is super hard. And more often than not, it is a struggle just, just to, to do that at six o'clock in the morning, you know? Um, or when I was training to do the marathon swim last year, you know, I had this massive fear of sharks in the water and I was swimming in the ocean. And uh, it took me months just to be able to go into the ocean but it took a lot of discipline to try to get control of my fight or flight reactions in my mind so I can control my own self, you know? Um, so you got focus, optimism, discipline, drive, enthusiasm. Um, these tools are the, the, to me, the, the trades of, of mastering anything, you know? So whenever I go after to try to knock something out, I use that handful of things to try to get control of, of the scenario and myself. I don't know if that's a good answer, but <laughs> yeah, it's a great answer. And it's, it's certainly a great jumping off point to be able to talk through this because I think at the, at the core of this show, there's authenticity. That's at least my goal with all of this. And I think when a lot of people hear like the focus, drive, enthusiasm, discipline, optimism, like you can almost think of that, like fucking rah, rah sort of deal. But even based on the conversations we're having, it's like, that's the surfacey of almost the 80% of bullshit that you see. 
but really taking the principle itself and doing something with it and ingesting it into your own and understanding that this is what this looks like to me, then I think that's the core piece to it. So I love that you start off with, I have these five things, like at least I can start with this because people are systems-based and we need to be systems-based. So, But how did you get to that point? Was that something that you just kind of pieced together and over the course of time, you're like, oh, well, shit, look, there's a pattern here. Or is it something that you you intentionally put together? I mean, some some of it was just discipline was something where, you know, I I would have to deploy a lot of discipline to get through a lot of things in my life because as an autistic dyslexic, um, things can be very frustrating and really hard. So you, you have to, like, I have to deploy a lot of discipline just to read something. I read it like a fourth grade level. So, um, because things move around on me, you know, they're literally moving. So it shows as if I'm reading, you know, and comprehension wise, you know, I comprehend through imagery, um, not through words. Right. So it takes a lot of discipline to read something four times and then get it once, um, you know, and keep doing that over and over and over and over. This is now it's a lot easier with computers because I, I have it read to me. Um, but that's a huge thing, right? Just, just that right there. And then, you know, to be optimistic is like the biology of hope, right? You have to have some hope or what are you optimistic about? So my hope was, you know, I'm going to do better than everybody told me, you know, everybody was telling me I was going to be a, a, you know, loser basically. Right. So, you know, I was like, I'm going to do better than everybody told me. And that was my hope, you know, that I was going to be able to drive in that direction. I think that throughout my life, I have assembled these things by finding, you know, by doing retrospectives. I do retrospectives on myself. So at the end of every week, I do a retrospective on the week. I look at the week and I say, what did I set out to do? What did I do? And how would I grade my, my own performance this week? And when I do that, you know, a lot of things create patterns and those patterns are the five things I mentioned, the handful. You know, and they just keep coming up over and over and you're like, okay, this one's important. I'm going to make sure, you know. That's a good point. And being able to go, all right, I got it. You know, uh, even that awareness. And that's a big thing that I think really matters with your mindset and how you manage it. You know, just in general is what you're aware of and what you're not aware of can hurt you. But, you know, if you're aware of something that's going on, for you to see the pattern in all of this and go, all right, cool, I'm putting these things together. But Talk to us about how how that was formed out of all the all the businesses that you had worked in and worked with. Like now that you get to tie all that stuff together, what have you seen through your own journey that people that are going through that right now or have a business or at least a leader in a company and wanting to build it, how do they actually put those things into place that again isn't fucking rah-rah session, but like to use the core of it? Yeah, I mean, one of the things is that if, if you, you know, there's moments in everybody's life where you feel like life is just fucking kicking your ass, right? And in those moments, I always say to myself, you know, if life is giving me all it's got and I've got it under control, then I've got the upper hand, right? Because if, if life is kicking my ass with everything it's got and, and I'm still here, then, you know, that's the best I can do. And I can do better, right? And, and that's one of the things. And then the other thing that I think of is, you know, like if, uh, 
whenever I'm moving forward on something, I'm always thinking to myself that this, that, that I got this out of the way, like some negative thing, you know, I got this out of the way. All right, fine. I got this out of the way. And I'm always really appreciative of all of the mistakes I make. Um, because you know, your mistakes are just stepping stones. Like if you're building a ladder, each rung is a mistake. You step on it, you fall through, you put a bigger rung on and you try again, you know? So I always feel like, thank you. When I get a mistake, whenever I, you know, fuck up on something, I'm like, okay, good. Thanks. Jeez. <laughs> That's out of the way. Yeah. 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 You know, um, I think that something that's critical for me is is sort of understanding that the process of being successful in whatever you choose to do like selling big companies or starting big companies or you know climbing el capitan or whatever it is that you're going to do that the the process of doing that begins in the very beginning when you decide that you're going to accomplish it and and when i mean accomplish it i mean at like you will die trying to get this thing done and you have that level of commitment. And I think that that's really critical because it's really easy when things get hard to just sort of be like, yeah, this isn't for me, which a lot of people do, you know? Um, but when I choose something, uh, like at the beginning, when I did the swim marathon last year, I didn't know how to swim. I couldn't even get across the pool and I was struggling with asthma. And I remember so many times I was like, fuck this, this is, I don't even know how, this is before I got into the shark, problem, right? I was just like, Oh my God, how am I going to do this? And I just stayed with it, you know, and a year later I did it. And I keep doing that to myself over and over because what I think is really, really, really fucking important is struggle. It is healthy to have struggle. Our cells need struggle to go to get to autophagy and recover and start regenerating new cells. Your muscles need struggle, struggle to build. That's why we train. And I think that the brain and the emotional disposition also need struggle. So I, th I think struggle is healthy and I think it makes you stronger. So whenever people are going through really hard times, I'm like, Hey, it's making you stronger. Like it really is from a, from a biological level and even from a, a physics level, you know, struggle is the key to, to, to getting better and stronger and et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's an interesting take on, uh, the uh, catalyst in certain ways of being able to get you to do things where like it's kind of a, a force situation, even a must situation where you're struggling through something and you realize like, fuck this. I don't want this anymore. I want to get out of this or I have to get out of this situation or whatever. I often think of the suffering like there's meaning and purpose in suffering. And likewise, what you're saying, it's kind of that same box, you know, just the different side of it because struggle is a major portion of that, you know, so there's there's that piece that you need to have that almost the relativity to understand uh, how to get through it and how to do that. But it also sounds like you're kind of putting yourself in this shit where you're like, all right, I'm having a hard time breathing. Can't really swim. So what's the longest and furthest fucking place that I can go? And like, how do you do it? So, but how do you get to that? Why that makes sense to you to go? This is the thing. Because I think there's importance in that process of what you do to understand like, this is the thing because it's not everything you do that with. So what what do you go through to be able to land on like this lines with me? And this is what I feel I need to do. One of my, um, you know, one of the things that drives me is the, you know, I have asthma. So I try to do things that challenge asthma. Um, 
you know, I have different fears. I specifically take on things that I'm afraid of. I want to take on things that I think are impossible to prove to myself that I can do the impossible. So when I was young, you know, I look at my whole life and everything I've done is, is me basically proving to myself. It used to be proving to others, but then it became just proving to myself that I can do things that are impossible. And that motivates me, you know, to know that, you know, like, you know, I'll, I'll choose something and be, you know, like I've met Barack Obama twice, right? And how many people have met a president, you know, it, let alone twice, right? And this, it happened, you know, um, you know, climbing El Capitan, all these things, there's so many of them to name off, but, you know, each one of these things that I do are things that I think, yeah, there's no way I'm going to be able to pull that off. But I try, you know, because at least if you try, you have a chance. If you don't even try, you automatically have zero chance. If you try, at least maybe you have a 20% chance or 50% chance. And so to me, it's proving that I can do things that are impossible. Like that's a really big deal to me, uh, partially because everybody told me things were impossible for me, you know, growing up. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you say now it's, important to you because i wonder if it was always just important to you but that you weren't able to actually understand that and thought it was well it's the external world like it i have to show them but in all reality like that was a deep-seated thing for you to be able to go all right i've got to show myself and i think that's a thing that we can tap into like we all of us even the people that are like you know i just don't have that it's like no you just don't have the thing that you found that actually makes you feel that way. So how do you, how do you go through that to find that? Like looking back at what you've done and like that, those processes in a sense, what would, what's that advice for that sort of piece? You know, I think that the, whenever you have fear or things that you can't, that you think you can't do that drags you down. And that's like, it's like a quicksand. So the more that you show yourself that you can do things that you can't do, the bigger the world becomes to you and, and the more fun it is and the more stuff you can do to, you know, experience that. And where it all stems from is, you know, growing up, everybody, you know, called me names and, and uh, it, you know, it was rough. And so for me in the beginning, I had this chip on my shoulder. I'm going to show them, you know, I'm going to show them who is, you know, I'm not allowed to use the words, I think probably, but the things that they would call me. Um, <laughs> and, and I would be like, I'm going to show them, but then I passed by all of them by such a long stretch that I was like, you know, they're not even in my brain anymore. And so then I started saying, I'm going to show myself, I'm going to show myself that I can do this thing like that swimming thing. And I'm going to, I got out of there the first day and I was like, Oh my God. And I was like, okay, this is exactly what I'm after. Right. I don't think I can do this. That's what I'm doing it for. And then I can show myself that I can do things that I didn't think I could do. And that the feeling of that is hard to, for me to put into words, but it really like, like gives you more fullness, I guess, is the best, the best way to explain it. I don't know. Sorry. Uh, that's a, I think that's a good way to put it. Fulfillment. The, uh, I, I almost feel like it, it's like you've gotten over the mountain of that where a lot of people are on this climb or they feel like they're on a climb. But once you get past that ego climb of like, Hey, I've done all these things and here's this, then it's like, well, I'm the only one that matters. Like, it's just my mission to do these things and being able to actually run with those things specifically. And 
again for that awareness of like this really sucks well that's what you said you're gonna do like fuck okay this is gonna continue to suck but do you also do you enjoy the progression of when it doesn't suck like as you start to get into it and uh have you found love for some of these things yeah i learned things about myself and i learned things about other people you know, I go into one of these sports and what my goal, what I do is every year on my birthday, I choose something I'm going to do for the year and I train all year for one thing. And then I keep that one thing. And so when I start, I don't know anything. Right. And I'm going in a, in a pool or cycling or running or rock climbing or whatever it is. And I don't know the people, the culture, and you know, I'm like an imposter to them and whatever. Right. I don't care about what they think of me. So. I go in and I'm learning about them and I'm learning about their culture and I and I have to become a rock climber, I have to become a swimmer, I have to become a runner, or a cyclist in order to accomplish the, the objective, which is part of the experience, right? You have to become a real entrepreneur in order to experience being a real entrepreneur. You can't just fake it, right? You can't get that far if you fake it, right? It's You have no choice. And so it shows you that if you become what you wanna be, you can become what you want to be, right? If you if you transition your life and say, okay, I don't know how to swim. By the end of this year, I'm going to do a swim marathon, which, you know, to anybody is like, holy shit, this guy knows how to swim. And I became a swimmer, right? I started to enjoy it. And I was doing these things, you know, I was swimming miles every weekend, you know, and and you just get into it. It's the same thing with all this stuff. So it's the same thing with a, with an entrepreneur. If you're a founder or if you're a salesperson, if you're something like that, you have to actually become what you want to be. Meaning you have to set your intentions on what you want to be and then you have to become those things. And I don't mean fake it. I mean, you really have to do it, you know, and think that way and meditate on it and start thinking in the way that those people that you want to become think like. And then I believe for me anyway, and it sounds sort of, I don't know, cliche or weird or whatever, but when I set my sights on something and I meditate on that and I really think about it, and I visualize the reality, like it actually happening and what I'm going to look like and every detail of it, it just, it happens every time. It, it doesn't mean that it, you don't have to try. It doesn't mean that you don't have struggle. It doesn't mean that there's moments where you don't feel like you could do it or you're going to fail or whatever, but the, the, the undertone of the whole thing is that these, this is a process to become who I want to become, you know? And one of the things I do at the, at the beginning of the year is I, is I close my eyes in meditation and I say to myself, what do I want to look like, feel like, what do I, where do I want to be? All of these different things that, that are, you know, sort of like broadly who you are uh, in your life. I picture those things. And then right at that point, that's when I, that's when I engage in, in choosing what those solutions are, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. And I, uh, as you talk about that, I think of the, the whole way that you're able to go through the process of what you want to be able to become. You have to become that person. Like you have to be that person to get to that thing anyway. So if your goal is to become that person, then you might as well shoot past it and go, well, I, I want to do this thing that's, that that person will want to do because then you would have to be that person. And so break down some practical tips for people to be able to actually use that and put that into place. Like how, how do they do that? How do they figure that out for themselves? 
So what I do is I have, every year I have a list of things, right? So I have habits I want to keep, habits I want to break, and goals, and the goals are broken down into educational, family, personal, and fitness things. And then I set my eyes on those things, and then every single day, I have reminders that come up and tell me, remember you made this goal. So if I'm sitting here at my desk and it's 7.30 at night and I'm tired and burned out and it's like, okay, now you have to go swim two, three miles. I'm just like, and the alert comes up and I'm like, fuck, fuck, all right, fuck, I'll go do it, you know? And that's where the discipline comes in, you know? It's, I, I feel like discipline is just like the struggle thing I was talking about. Like you, it's a, you build it like a muscle. And in the beginning, you know, you have, very little discipline and then you start to build it and this, this is all this comes from the challenges I do and the things I set out to do in my life is I'm like I'm building my capabilities you know when you're at the beginning of applying discipline you're like the kind of person's gonna be like oh yeah fuck that I'm not doing that right and then at the end you're like yeah sure I'll do it in fact I'll do it every day <laughs> you know yeah it's wildly different than before yeah totally it it doesn't affect you anymore. It's like, you know, you climatize to wherever you live, you climatize to whatever you're putting in your life. So you can climatize to being around assholes or you can climatize being around cool people, you know? Exactly. Uh, and that's, it's the reps that you put in, like you're saying, flexing that muscle, stretching that and growing that. And I'm glad that you go back to the people because if you're doing that in a bunch of shitty people's groups, you know, of like, negative people that are going to pull you down like those being family members or you know core people that are part of a, a your community now like that's instantly going to hurt your workouts like to be able to actually get those reps in to be able to do it so it sounds like that's also a portion of what you look at where you're like this thing sucks but i've already fucking made the decision i'm going to do this thing so what does your support system look like for this like do you have people that are like oh yeah he's he's got to go swim four miles and it's dumb o'clock in the morning or whatever. Like what's your support system look like? Yeah, I mean, my wife and my kids are amazing. They're so cool with, about it, like really cool. Um, and, um, you know, for the most part, honestly, I just don't give a fuck. I, I just do what I need to do. You know, I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm gonna go do this. And, you know, if you have a problem with it, I don't give a shit because this isn't for you, it's for me, you know? Um, but, but I feel like it, it, it certainly helps when you have people that are, uh, appreciate what you're trying to accomplish. Even if they don't want, even if they don't do these things that you like to do, it's important that they appreciate what you're doing and they respect what you're doing. Right. Um, and the people that don't, you know, I just call it brooming, right? Like you broom them in a dustpan, throw them away, you know? So I go through people in my life. Uh, typically every year and I look at you know people that are acquaintances or friends or colleagues and I look through it and I kind of go yeah I don't want to spend time with this person because I'm not getting value or I'm not giving value right either they're getting value from me or I'm giving them value or both is a good relationship where you have that in intrinsic you know um, shared value right and those sort of relationships will grow you as a person and grow the other person in parallel with you. But the other people, they, they're taking away from you. It's like a headwind, right? And, and so if you're facing a headwind and life is a headwind, 
and you're facing a headwind and you're, you're, you have a big four by four sheet of plywood in front of you, it's going to be really hard. You know, whereas if you have a, a sharp bow like a boat, you're going to be slicing through, you know. And so I think that people that don't add value and take value away from you produce headwinds and make your life so much harder, you know, like pulling an acre, you know. Yeah, like unnecessarily at that point. Like uh, if you're if you feel that as a person, you should be able to go through. And it's interesting that you have a yearly kind of cleaning in a sense to be able to go, eh, this isn't really working or, you know, maybe we can just shelve this for now. Um, but to understand what is stopping you and what is slowing you down, I, I believe that you attract more of the right things at that point. Like the more you say no, it opens up more specific yeses, which then gives you a larger and different network of people that are positive and being able to be part of that support system. Yeah, I call it social uh, Tetris. <laughs> That's a cool way to look at it. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes it's, it's, and sometimes it's like the, the, you just have to put them into categories, right? It's like, sometimes it's like, this is somebody that I'll hang out with on Friday and smoke a joint with, right? And this other person, this kind of person I'm going to go to a convention with, or this person I'm going to go train with. And so I have like categories for different people and I don't cross pollinate. I think people do that too much. And then you end up fucking up everything, you know, cause you have a mood when you're hanging out with one person, right? Like if I'm hanging out with, uh, uh, you know, some of my friends are Navy SEALs from when I interviewed the Navy SEALs for the book and hanging out with those guys, you know, most of them aren't going to smoke a joint with you. Right. But then you're hanging out with somebody else. You're going to smoke a joint with them. You, you want two different experiences. So why pollute one experience with another experience? Huh. Well, so speaking of experiences, let's kind of think through life and what were some of those or at least one or two of those major pivotal moments that you can look back at and go, shit, that is right. Right there is where life changed. I can tell you when, when, so my uh, business affiliate traction was sold as part of a $925 million deal with uh, eBay. Right. And when I, when I sold that and then later, six months later, I sold them another company and then I became the chief, a strategy officer and then the chief uh, technology officer um, for three years. And when I sold the business and, and it was a shit lot of money, right? And we're talking about a lot of money, more money than I had ever seen in my bank account. And, you know, I, I'm having this like nightmares, like it wasn't real. I swear this is true. I'm like sweating and I wake up and look at my phone and go, holy shit. <sighs> It was real. It was real. It actually, you know, this happened several times a night for like the first week. That was a real pivotal moment when I'm looking at my phone and I'm looking at, and I, and I'm just like, shit, man, that's a lot of fucking money. You know, like it was, you know, it was a real big deal coming from, you know, the humble beginnings that I came from. It was like, this was unbelievable, you know? And it was, that was a moment that, substantially changed a, a lot of things, the way I see the world and, and, um, you know, specifically a lot of wealthy people and how, man, you know, this was how much money I had. And then I look at other people that are the, the uber rich people and I'm thinking, man, that's too much money for somebody that, that money should be spread out a little bit. That's just insane, you know, cause you can't even spend it. You know, you're making 
what, $800 on every $100,000 you invest per month, and some of these people have $400 billion, $500 billion. You have to really think about the income that that's generating outside of their wealth itself, right? That was like a big pivotal moment for me, right? Is to realize that and say, wow, holy, sh wow. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a big deal. Uh, that was one. Yeah, what a realization. Yeah, yeah, it's a serious change, right? Um, that was one. And then um, the other one was when, when I got my uh, book deal with the publisher, actually. Uh, that's the most recent one because I was just like, Oh, and I got a, um, I got an honorary uh, PhD from a university that I could never even get into. Like, I, there's no way they would ever accept me into this. And I'm just like sitting there and I have this thing and I'm just like looking at it. And I, I don't really tell anybody about it, but I'm like looking at this thing and I'm just like, how crazy is that? That I got a degree from a school I could never possibly get into, let alone get a degree from. And now my the my educational courses are taught in a whole bunch of universities uh, all around the world and here i am somebody that and i mean when i say barely graduated from high school i mean barely graduate like by one point graduated from high school um after five continuation schools right so that kind of stuff really stuck out to me too like how like <laughs> life is just so crazy but it's not like I didn't try for these things. I, I did work for them. Yeah. 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 You haven't said anything yet that has been straight up or even partially given to you. Even before we hit record and I'm just like asking questions and we're shooting the shit. Like there's none of that of like, well, I was gifted this thing and that put me in this direction. It sounds like for the most part, you <laughs> life sucked and you were like, well, this doesn't need to suck. Fuck all of you. I'm going to go figure this out for myself and just try really hard things. Like, let's make it simple in a sense, like just doing hard things consistently and just putting yourself in the spot to be able to do that can get wild shit where literally you're the example, an example of that and just walking through and doing these things. You still haven't also talked about the fucking thing we talked about before we hit record. What What's the special thing? Because that's, that's kind of a huge moment that most people can't say that they've had, at least to this point when this episode comes out. I have a ticket to space. This is my ticket to space. He has a ticket to space. <laughs> an actual ticket to space. Like, what an awesome thing. So This box cool. Do you see how it's like floating in there and stuff? It's kind of cool, huh? <laughs> no gravity, right? Oh, man. So, you know, look, the PhD, that's that's in and of itself is awesome. And the curriculum and everything that you're doing with that, I bring up the space ticket because that's such a wild thing that a lot of people can't grasp their heads around to think like getting a space ticket. But I wanted to point that out because again, man, this is doing hard things as an example and just consistently showing the fuck up and doing the work. Like even when you say you do this work and it doesn't matter with the other people, like part of that is like an air of like, fuck everybody else because it's important to you to do these things, which also shows other people how to do crazy, awesome things. So I appreciate that you do it and that you've stepped into this craziness, but that space ticket, like that's, that's just a wild thing. Like if somebody's like, Hey, you want to go to space? Yes. Where, where do you need me to sign? I've been waiting for five years. Uh, it's next year. I, I, yeah. 
been waiting 38, man. <laughs> I mean, I think to your point there that, um, you know, we were talking about muscle, you know, building up your muscles and struggle creating that. Um, I think that what you just brought up is another example of, of that same way of thinking, right? Is just trying with every bone in your body. And I think it's different for people that are used to struggle because if you, if you had money in your family or some sort of back situation, you can only fall to the safety net. But if you don't have that, you've got no safety net, right? And you know, if you throw one person in the pool with a, a floaty and another person without one, and both of them don't know how to swim, one of them's going to learn how to swim, you know, and or drown, right? And drowning is not an option. So, you know, I think that that helps too. It's just being like, you know, this is this is me and. The, the last part of that same process is this you this is you creating you like who you are doesn't necessarily need to be who you are right you can start out of this person and you can create yourself however you want like an avatar you can build who you want you can become who you want it's like a video game or something i don't think a lot of people realize that they think oh this is who i am but that's not true i mean you look around at People in, in entertainment, you know, rock stars and movie stars and uh, business people and philanthropists and all these people all around the world that do these things, they, they did not start out as that person. So for self-mastery, the one of the first steps is to say, okay, who do I want to be? I mean, you need to know two things, right? You need to know where you are and you need to know where you want to be like a GPS. If you don't understand where you want to go, you could be driving around forever and never get to your destination. So what I do all the time is I check where I am and where I want to be and I make sure that I'm directionally correct the whole time. And I'm following, and you may get detours and traffic and whatever the hell, that's fine, right? But as long as you're going the direction of where you want to be and who you want to be, I think you can, you can plow. And every time you accomplish something, you're like, man, that's another notch, right? I'm getting closer. And maybe by the end of your life, you will be who you want to be and where you want to be. And if it takes that long, what a great ride. My mom used to tell me, I said, there's too much I want to do in, in my life. I'll never get it done in my whole life. And she said, that's the beauty of life. How boring would it be if you were like, yeah, I achieved everything I wanted to do and everything I wanted to be. And I'm, you know, 40 years old or something. You'd be like, that's all life got. I mean, come on, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's important to continue to look for those things, too you know, and say, I, I want to seek these things out and do them. Well, look, Greg, it has been a pleasure, man. I appreciate you being on. Hey, I want to ask though, what's that one piece of advice you'd give to somebody on their path towards self-mastery? I would say, um, I mean, it's going to sound kind of cliche, but I think uh, meditation and visualization on uh, what you want to become in whatever it is in self-mastery, it could be entrepreneur, it could be you know, some sort of an athletic venture, um, even a really good father or a really good mother or whatever. Like you, you have to picture what you want to be. That's where you want to go and then meditate on it. And meditate is, I mean, you know, some people pray and that's meditation and some people do mindfulness or whatever, whatever your version of isolating your thoughts down and controlling the thoughts to focus on the things that you want to focus on those things being those things you want to become that's my advice that's what i i do and i swear it's like magic i i don't understand it 
I, I really don't. I wish I could explain it, but I don't understand the physics behind it. Sure. And, and people need to experience that. So even just leaning in, and that's why I have this show to be able to ask those questions, to be able to get into some of what your processes look like and how you've built this and what you've done, because it's going to work for somebody else or at least a piece, you know, for them to go, I can add this into what I'm doing. So man, I appreciate you being on. Hey, where can people find you and where can they connect with you? Can I say one more thing before you go that I think is important? At one point, I was talking to a psychologist, right? And the psychologist said to me, this is, I want you to think about the control that your brain has over your, your life. Your thoughts have over your life. You know, your thoughts become words, your words become action, your actions become realities, right? And so he said to me, he said, what I want you to do is don't think about a carrot. And so the, the negative self-talk is exactly that, right? You can say, I'm this, I'm that, and, and do this negative stuff, but your brain hears it. And your brain doesn't understand that you're not, that you're joking. Your brain thinks you're real. And there's science behind that. So be careful what you tell yourself, because whatever you tell yourself is, is you're providing a pathway that you're going to go down. Um, so I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, my website is gregoryshepherd.com. Um, S-H-E-P-A-R-D, so GregorySheppard.com. And then my social media handles and all that stuff are on there. Um, I post a ton of stuff all the time. Um, I spend two hours a day um, post, you know, getting media ready to be posted um, and do a lot of research and stuff. So that's that. Um, my email address is Greg at BossStartupScience.com. Um, and then the business for the... Uh, the mastery program for entrepreneurship is startupscience.io. And that's, that's my handles. Awesome, man. Look great. It has been a pleasure to have you on. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for your time. You're a cool cat. Thank you. Another great conversation on today's episode of the mindset and self mastery show. So what did you think of the show today? I'd love to hear your thoughts check out the Instagram or Facebook page to join the conversation. If you enjoyed the episode, please jump over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. It helps us be found and helps others be healed. If this episode opened your eyes, made you think, or smile at all, then I'm sure it'll do the same for your friends. And check out the show notes for more info from today's episode and check out other episodes on themindsetandselfmasteryshow.com as well as our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and look up The Mindset and Self Mastery Show. Thanks again to our incredible guests for being real, honest, and vulnerable with us today. I'd like to thank our sponsors. And most importantly, I'd like to thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Your support means the world to us. And with that, remember, your mindset matters, and so do you.